Oh, there's somebody at the back door. Let's see who it is. The postman always rings twice. It's time for Stimmel's Dremels, the weekly mini-podcast that takes the time to reply to your comments from the Click Here podcast. Why write when we can talk? It's a podcast after all. Join us now as Art opens the mailbag and sees what you guys are talking about, answering your questions and polishing up the dense and intense. You know the drill. Now meet the Dremel. Click here's podcast, Art Stimmel. Take it away, Art. This art form. Yeah. You an artist. Mm. This art form. Yeah. You an artist. And welcome to the second installment of Stimmel's Dremel. Got a comment from W.C. Henderson, 456. And he is basically submitting a follow-up question to his original one. Looks like he's searching for more answers and more clarity, so I'm definitely going to respond to this. I'll go ahead and read it in its entirety for context's sake. And I quote from W.C., wondering if you could elaborate on the spiritual nature of life and, quote, the creator, unquote. Why did it create? Where is it? What makes it different from the Christian God? Also would like to readdress the fictional Satan. Today I pointed out the all-seeing eye on the dollar bill, which is a symbol for Satan. It seems very important to the elites as it's on our banknotes. Although it seems you only care enough about the subject to say it's fake. Man, if I could only show you the connections between globalist agenda and Bible prophecy. It blows my mind. I would like to request a, quote, query savvy, unquote, search on adrenochrome and human trafficking on your part, if you would be so inclined. Also curious as to what you call your beliefs. It seems like you almost came up with a, quote, religion, unquote, as you address many things other religions do, parenth, the earth, afterlife, spirituality, etc. in parenth. While listening to your episodes, I've noticed that you group Christianity and Catholicism together. Catholicism is not Christianity, but actually a pagan religion with Christian terminology slapped into it. I hope we can share with each other and help each other out in this world filled with lies. And I responded to him through the email, letting him know that I would be addressing this audibly in Stimmel's Dremel Part 2. Okay, so WC, as you can probably tell, and also the listeners, we got several moving parts here that we need to uh, break apart and look at separately. I'll go ahead and address the first part, uh, wondering if you could elaborate on the spiritual nature and life of the Creator. Why did it create? Where is it? And how does it differ from the Christian God? That's an excellent question because I think it's something that a lot of people fail to understand. Usually when I run into people and I start talking about the word Creator, I usually say Source first, Source Creator. But I can already see their eyes gleaming over that they 
assume that you know what I'm talking about, and it's absolutely not the case. When I say creator, I'm not at all speaking about the Christian biblical God creator in any sense of the uh, fashion. But I do respect the biblical interpretation. How, how else would I have sprung board from that view into the view that I am now? It's kind of like, um, why do we have truth on YouTube and Google? Why do we have absolute 100% truth out there? Why don't they just delete it all if they're trying to control the narrative and everything? And I invite you to tune into the next podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about control, control of the elites and how we fall into the categories of going along to get along and how we're programmed to do such. Back to the question. So how can you play racquetball without a wall? So that's why I believe that the controlled media, social media, so I believe that's why the elite and the social media gurus allow there to be actual truth propagated on the uh, internet sources because they need a wall to bounce off of and they need people to look at why these other contrary opinions are out there. You are going to control the opposition by leading it yourself. Well, you have to have some type of an opposition up there to bounce off of, to use the handball analogy once again. So why not just use the truth itself? It makes a good solid foundation to thwart and to change. So, when I talk about the source creator, I'm not at all talking about the Christian God creator. Although, from that wall, I guess you could say, I bounced from in other research to dissect and determine exactly who's in charge here, or who was ever in charge at the onset and the beginning. The source creator, then, is what I'm speaking about, and has nothing to do with religion, either. Oddly enough, to even consider a creator at all. We look at the religious texts, we look at the religious stories, the hand-me-downs. Because I think just like the, um, certain insects have uh, built-in qualities in them, innate uh, qualities, and, and, and animals as well, flying south for the winter, uh, bees know to go to pollen sources and what have you. This innateness, I think, uh, gravitates, if you want to use that word, toward an actual real source of creation out there. I was listening to the uh, the YouTube video that Jaron Campanella was interviewing Research Royal Rife just a few minutes ago. They were talking about the concept that if there is a creation, there has to be a creator. And uh, Research Royal Rife that person was actually saying that they didn't believe either in the Christian biblical God concept, but he does believe in some type of creator. And that's what I'm trying to get at. You don't necessarily have to have the word creator and, and categorize it under the term theology or spirituality or religion or Christianity. Not at all. In fact, you'd be better off not to. Because the source creator does not deal in religion whatsoever. This is a complete fallacy. It's a, it's a large assumption that creator, you know, I mean, even podcasts, when they talk about God or theology, they throw it under, you know, Christianity or spirituality or religion. But in actuality, it's a completely different subject and topic altogether. But because of most people's perspectives and beliefs and ideas, it gets naturally put under the category of religion. 
very few people understand it in that way. So the source creator is actually before religion even came about. I'm touching on this in episode 16 about control. The source creator was in fact before materialism. If you're going to be creating things, materialistic things, five sensory observational things, items, concepts, the wind blowing, thoughts, light, matter, heat, all these things, that falls under the category of materialism. But way before materialism, there the source creator was. In a non-materialistic way, a form, um, and, and you know, there is no time, so you can't really say this source creator existed for eternity or, or not, but you know, you can't go forward or backward in time. But anyway, let's just say for the first part of the eternal now that, it, that a lot of people refer to uh, this, this time frame, the eternal present or the eternal now, the source creator of all most likely was in a state of non-materialism, non-sensory. So the, the analogy I like to give, and WC, I think you might appreciate this, is that when you um, are in some kind of a sensory deprivation tank as, a, as, as, your, as your body and your ethereal uh, persona or existence today, so you get in a sensory deprivation tank, and they have them in different places. Usually spas have these. You close the lid, you get inside, you're, you're in thousands of, a thousand pounds of Epsom salts, you're lying there, and eventually your body just kind of floats to the point where you can't even recognize, you can't feel anything. Your eyes are covered, your ears are covered. Of course, you have the option of listening to music or not. You also have the option of not even closing the lid in some of these places. But imagine all five of your senses are deprived, hence the term sensory deprivation tank. This is the kind of analogy I might give to kind of figure out what it would be like to be the source creator before uh, creating. Um, creating a materialistic realm. So, just one day, thought occurs to the source creator, hey, I'm gonna start making stuff. So, boom, there you go. The infinite earth, the stars, infinite stars, moons, suns, black suns, all these things, air, you know, all this ocean, ice, land, and of course, your replicas, uh, or, or certainly your beings, that have these pineal glands in there, the Wi-Fi hotspot that you can then contact with later. So you can be the collective one, you know. Anyway, so that's another topic, but this is the way I look at it. And to get back to your original question, WC, you were saying, uh, why did it create? I think because it was bored in a non-material realm long enough and it was time for a change or, or an upgrade. You know, I think that's why it created. Where is it? Um, the source creator, uh, well, yes. you're going to tell the source creator where it can be or cannot be? You're, you're going to put it in a script, in a book, in a tradition and say this is where you need to be? I don't think so. Uh, you're talking about putting somebody, somebody, something, some entity. You're talking about putting the source creator in a box that the source creator made the box and you and the concept of being in the box and out of the box. You, you just can't do that. It's impossible. So where is it? I think I, I could safely say that because we do have a connection to the one that made us, the source creator, as beings that walk around on this infinite earth. I think that the source creator can be in us. Where we get back to that illusionary scripture that, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory, um, you know, God with us, uh, what is that, um, the term Emmanuel, God with us, 
you know, uh, I think of Amy Grant's song, Emmanuel, you know. So the dwelling inside of the created beings of this creator, and of course in the biblical writ, it's the God concept or the, or the Christ spirit or the Holy Spirit, you know. But see, I think that just speaks to where it got delusionary and rewritten and rethought through again so that you could put this God, the Christian God I'm speaking of, in a box and say that it has to be in a certain locale and if it's going to spread out omnipotently it'll do it through this, this third person of its Godhead, the Holy Spirit and all this stuff. I, it's, it's very hyper-religious to do this. I mean, it's a very creative concept. I see why the ancient, um, what I would like to call wayward creators um, got the idea so that you can kind of like control where this God is and isn't. And then you can make div divisions of religions, um, you know. And then this term humanity is kind of separating us from our creator. So we're these lowly humans, and you got this God on high, you know, in the, in the heavenly realms. And, and we'll never, ever measure up. So it's a good thing he got his son down here to give us some kind of a connectorial uh, connection uh, to, you know, the higher planes that we can one day go up there and be where they are, you know, and it's separation, really, it's separation, and I don't think, I don't, it's not, it's not uh, conducive to harmony and peace um, to separate you from your creator, so that's, I think that's where the risk came on day one of materialism, materialism day, you can't say, let there be light without a material plasma ball of fire emitting this light. Um, I certainly do not subscribe to some big bang with flying monkeys on a ball. I mean, really, uh, amoebas to monkeys to us? I, really, come on. I mean, that's great science fiction. It just doesn't fly. Um, so, back to the original question, where is it? it? It is where it wants to be. And, you know, uh, by, the, by the, the kind design of us... It chooses to dwell or, or inhabit or connect on a non-material realm. Because remember, in a non-material universe, or I use the word universe, in a non-material plane or existence, there's no limitations of traveling or wind or mountains in the way, blocking a signal or having to eat or all that stuff. Because in the non-material realm, it's an instant connection. Like the motherboard, consider the earth that ends not uh, the circuit of the earth. Uh, sorry to everybody who subscribes to Isaiah 40's circle of the earth. Um, no. It's like a motherboard with circuits. And how big can a motherboard be? Well, how big do you want your computer to be? Well, well why not an infinite plane of nothing but a computer motherboard with all these circuits on it? Circuits that are connected somehow, some way. Well, through the earth, the water, I mean, through the oceans. So the oceans serve as that soldering on the board to connect us all together. I know we're getting a little artistic here, but I think you get the point. So, to answer that question there, WC, where is the source creator uh, in, in the non-material realm and the material realm? You, you can't hold back a creator. And I think I've answered that question next. What makes it different from the Christian God? So, that, that's pretty good. Uh, all right. So, now let's get to your other question. Also, would like to redress the fictional Satan. Today, I pointed out the all-seeing eye on the dollar bill, which is a symbol for Satan. It seems important to the elites, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, this goes back to, if you want to uh, control the opposition, lead it yourself. There is no Satan. There is no Satan uh, personified character with a pitchfork, uh, metaphorically or otherwise, goat feet, uh, beard, 
you know, this is just it's complete um, when it's falling into the fictional descent of uh, an author's imagination. There is no need for a Satan or a devil, but it is a useful concept because so many people do believe in it because of the work of the ancient wayward creators. The current wayward creators capitalize on this concept and use it to rule and reign over the minds of the masses. So when you think that there's this devil running around, you know, okay, let's play into their fears. In fact, why don't we put it on the back of a dollar bill? Hey, everybody's got a dollar bill. So hence, you get these symbols, and symbols can be very... Uh, intimidating, confusing, fearful, unless you can see through the symbology and know that it's nothing more than just a bunch of bumper sticker type stuff. There's no weight behind it because there is no Satan behind it. And this is something probably for you, WC, to have a difficult time to grasp. Um, these questions that you have, these struggles, Bible prophecy, again, another narrative cr invented by wayward creators, you know, Darby and uh, let's see, what are the other ones that come up with this, you know, uh, Hal Lindsey, uh, you, know, you know what a Lindseyite is? Somebody that's read all of Hal Lindsey's books and can actually tell them apart. <laughs> so you got these, uh, John Hagee today, you know, we're going um, to help the Jews. The Jews, they don't need salvation. They got it built in, kind of like the old Pinto with a bad gas tank. So, you know, all this stuff, and, and it's just mumbo jumbo and the four blood moons. Four blood moons, and they're bloody, and they're mooning you. You know, it's just, it's fantastic. And I didn't come up with this. NASA did. NASA, yeah, in Hebrew, NASA means to lie. So you know, the liars came up with this. So these Bible prophecy uh, perpetrators are just playing on the fears again of the general mass, predominantly Christians. Now, Islamic uh, religion does delve into this. They have a they have their own version of an antichrist. They have their own version of a return of you know, Muhammad and, and, and this, this other character and all these prophetic things and destruction. And They capitalize on the fears. And of course, well, why not? Because uh, you know, Islam basically did branch from Catholicism, as did Protestantism. It's all one big happy family. You know, five billion people just uh, all sprung from the same you know, uh, vat of soup. Uh, Vatican? Uh, okay. So I guess that would then segue into the next question, um, which is about the Catholic Church. Uh, but uh, wait a minute, let's, let's save that for toward the end there. Let me go ahead and nail down this uh, satanic thing with um, the all-seeing eye. Uh, again, to to compare the all-seeing eye on the dollar bill to the concept of an all-seeing God, uh, like a good God, a Christian good God, and you get this all-seeing evil eye. I mean, what is there a whole hill or a hell of a lot of difference between the two? They both seem to have this omniscient looking down on you, the the uh, ignorant, unwashed, goemic masses, you know, the laity, as they're the clergy. You really don't know your, your ass from a hole in the ground. That's why you need to come to church every Sunday and get edumacated. And just we're going to throw in some prophecy in there to scare the shit out of you to make you keep coming back for more and paying your tithing in the process. So here we go. Um, you know, you don't need a Satan, really. I mean, the elites are doing a fine enough job by themselves and just kind of using this satanic symbol uh, in their back pocket to kind of just uh, further aid the delusion, you know. 
as needed. You know, like Hillary Clinton used to say, don't, don't let a good crisis go to waste. So if you've got a Satan belief, and it's been there for thousands of years, go ahead and capitalize it, even though we have modern technology that explains a lot of these anomalies and power grabs and uh, these, these mystical, seemingly mystical um, ways that the masses of people are uh, just juxtaposed around like so many uh, ping-pong balls with paddles. So, um, you know, there you go. I think I've addressed that pretty good. Now, he goes on now to talk about uh, what's called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome, uh, I guess the best media Hollywood example to explain it might be to see a little clip there in uh, that movie starring Johnny Depp, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. There's a scene in there where he's kind of like uh, starts putting it on the tip of his tongue with a dropper and he starts getting off on it and he starts feeling this euphoria. And As your attorney, I advise you to take a hit out of the little brown bottle in my shaving kit. You won't need much. Just a... Do it. Tiny taste. What is this shit? That stuff makes pure mescaline seem like ginger beer, man. Ginger beer? Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome? Hmm. But essentially, adrenochrome, if it is a real thing, I mean, I mean, this would be something, again, to fantasy make up to control the narrative and put fear in the heart of people because listen to this if you've never heard of this substance before how do you get it you get this adrenochrome and according to you know hollywood and some some youtubers and some researchers it's a real thing I mean, whether it's real or not um it's still kind of goofy on how you go to get it because it, it strikes even more fear into the hearts of people so it's harvested from blood, predominantly from younger children, um, anywhere from age, I don't know, just a few weeks, maybe days old, all the way up to uh, preteen, you know, ages. Hence, why there's so many children are missing in the back of milk cartons, and then they uh, they take these children supposedly, and when the when they are traumatized or terrorized, strike fear into their hearts they dump adrenaline into the blood system and then they take the blood from that and process it and make this chemical called adrenochrome and then they sell it at a very high price to elite people government rulers supposedly you know quote unquote satanists for ritual practices and it's supposed to have some hyped up real euphoric uh, effect on you and it's supposed to somehow give you like an eternal fountain of youth which is so sad because you can do that with your own urine uh, recycling if you have a good diet. Um, you don't have to kill anybody or terrorize anybody. You don't have to deal with blood or processing. You just kind of piss in a cup. But anyway, I, I digress once more. Um, so what they do then is they take this chemical and they sell it and market it. And I mean, how fearful is that to know that these kids are being abducted so that they can be, I guess, first to address WC, your question of uh, human trafficking. So again, you know, don't let a don't let a, a, a good crisis go to waste. So before they kill and take the blood of these children, they have sex with them. They use them as sex puppets. Uh, they trade them in and out in the subways of D.C. and larger cities. The elites they got to get off on a young kid and pedophilia, and the sexual uh, excitement. And then once that is worn off, then they take this child. Now that they're spent and used up, then they go traumatize them, drain their blood, and make this adrenochrome. 
So this is what we have going on out there. And you know, I, I really hope it's not going on. I hope it is fantasy. I think it's just another fear porn uh, element. But let's say it is going on. Um, I mean, it's, it's tragic. I mean, especially, I mean, to have your child abducted from you or to lose a child or even to harvest children. What a, what a life for them, you know, uh, to go through this trauma and then to be killed. Uh, but, you know, as they get their next body, hopefully they won't be coming back to these six island nations where they do this type of shit to people. So they'll just go on to another place. You know, it's kind of like we're all doing our time here in these six continents they call the globe. Not coming back, you know, not even to, to, to see if it's improved in a thousand billion years. But there you go. That's what's going on there. That's the concept of it. And I think it's dastardly. I think it's terrible to treat anybody that way, even animals. Um, you know, I mean, who's to say that they're not traumatizing young animals and getting their blood and processing it there? I mean, that would probably, I mean, as, as cruel as that would be, I think it would be uh, caught between the Scylla and Charybdis of uh, an actual person, a human, what they call human being, or, or I would call a creator, you know, use an animal instead. But either way, it's kind of sick, twisted, demented, and really, I mean, there's so many substances in the world that can you can get off on even plants do you really have to do you really have to sink to the depravity of this concept just to get a good drug to get off on i mean it just sounds so fantastic i mean i wouldn't put it past these wayward creators to do something like this but i think the end game of it i think it's more disgusting and fear generating than it is creating a drug that they can get off on. I mean, that's just a perspective to think about, you know. So, WC, we're going to get to your next question, which has to do with you think that I am somehow trying to put together some type of a religion on my own. Uh, not so much. Uh, the last thing I want to do is start another damned religion. Oh, my God. Please, really, pardon the pun. So, thanks again. Thanks for the comments. If you want to comment, please do. I appreciate any comment. I will never delete or not post or talk about any comment. Until, of course, it gets ridiculous. Until, until the podcast hopefully will blow up one day and there's just too many to talk about. But until that day, I'm going to to talk about them so please keep submitting them thanks art if you have any comments that appear on clickhere.podomatic.com they will be addressed here weekly until the show blows up and there's not enough time thanks for clicking and hearing see you next week You pick up the mouse with that big mitt. Google all that shit. Different pills and slide effects. It'll need a new drug that won't enlarge my tits. Google all that shit. Messed up when I fessed up. Church makes stupors. Trying hard to pay out Mr. Cooper. Two full poopers search for tricks by Rockefellers And those Brits by Waterloo filled their mints Google all that shit Have you seen the wall of ice? South Pole, Texas twice as high Flat Earth and fake moon buggies Vaccines, the parents shrugging Big Pharma's on the climb Taking every last dime If you're blue and you don't know where to go